Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. I am so, 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 so excited to have Robert Reed. And let me just start by saying, I introduced lots of people, some I've known for years, some I recently met. Robert is a dear friend um, who I'm so excited to get a chance to speak with today because he is the business. Robert, just tell us, <laughs> tell us something about yourself that we're not going to hear in your intro or in your bio. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh. Well, so, so I was really trying to how to compartmentalize because there's something I want to share um, <laughs> like in, in terms of, but it's like a seven minute soliloquy. So I'll just tell a little bit about myself right now. Um, so excited to be here, Tish. You know, uh, we were talking before, this is kind of like our one-on-one we've been yes. talking about happening <laughs> for a very long time. And we used to do that all the time. We had all the time. We got to start it again, by the way. Yes, we're telling the world. Come. In front yeah. of the world, we're going to start it again. <laughs> so we'll, be, we'll be getting held accountable some way about doing this. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, right now I am, well, what was the question again? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what was the question? Something about you that they're not going to read in your bio. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what is it about me that they're not going to read in the bio? Oh man, I uh, probably not, probably something I'll share a little later. But my journey I'm on right now. Yeah. You know, it's so I'm great that you mentioned about the bio because the bio is essentially in my world. The bio is essentially past. You know, like yeah. this is what I've done. This yeah. is, you know, and so I get, I, understand, I understand it, you know, because there has to be a sense of relatedness, but the bio does not come even close to articulating where I'm at in my life right now, you know, but it, does, but it does let me look, you know, when I put that out there, it's like, it's kind of like writing down and really um, acknowledging what I've done, you know, and, and, and like, oh, okay, I've done that stuff. So that is my bio. But, I love uh, that. I love that. That's really good, Robert. Really good. Appreciate, appreciate yeah. it. So I'm just now. It just I, I would honest, I would say right now is just there's just a level of clarity mm-hmm. and consciousness that is in my life right now. So it's 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 one of the most scariest things. Uh, it's one of the most vulnerable things in life, you know, yeah. but right now it's kind of like when you have that good feeling, we all, I always associated my good feeling. Like if something wasn't 
um, overall good for me and I just be like, oh, I can get addicted to something that's bad. Well, you know what? It's kind of like switched now where I'm addicted to this feeling of good and I know what it is, you know, what I need to do in my life to maintain that. It doesn't make it any easier, but I'm totally conscious of what needs to be done, you know, in terms of how I have to live my life. So let me let me catch our audience up just a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, so, I can just go. I'm like, I'm out. Well, I'm, I mean, number one, let's go ahead and schedule part two right now because we <laughs> I already know this is this is not going to be a one one and done for sure. But so Robert, I don't even remember who it was. Maybe you can remember, but someone Susan Ratliff. was it? Who was it? Susan Ratliff. Okay, Susan Ratliff, who I met, you know, many years ago, right? Said to me you have to meet Robert Reed. And, um, and I'm just like, okay, who's Robert Reed? And so we did a little bit of inner, I think we did a little bit of social media or email exchange. I forget which it was, but it was something written, not verbal. And it was like, hey, yeah, one day we'll catch up, blah, blah, blah. And then we get to this, um, it was Icon. It was that big conference, downtown Phoenix Convention Center with thousands of people, thousands of people, right? And I get into this breakout session and I turn around and I'm going, you're Robert Reed. She's like, you're Tish Times. And sure, it was like from that moment on, yes, he has yeah. been my brother and like sincerely. Um, there, there are definitely some things I can share that would cause me to get emotional. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to avoid some of those right this moment. <laughs> but I'll just say that Robert has been a um just literally been an MC on my stage for my two to three day conference um twice. He and I have spent God, at least once a week for a long time, meeting and just masterminding and supporting each other. Um, Robert has shown himself, I'll, I'll just say it this way, Robert has shown himself to be a friend in way more ways than one when I needed it the most. Um, and again, that's one of them I'm like, come on back, Tish, keep it together, keep it together. And I have watched him soar. I mean, literally, he is a phenomenal, and you'll hear about his his professional, you know, um, success. And I've watched him as a social media master, take these brands and really blow them up and help them to create just tremendous visibility. And so you'll hear all of that as we talk. But the one thing I want Robert to share with us right now, because I do have a question that I normally ask, and I'm excited to ask of you, because of what you've already said, and what I've already seen just in your, your life, just watching you online, mm -hmm. is the question is, who did you have to become in order to attain the level of success that you're currently enjoying? Why don't you share that with us? Mm, who did mm. I have to become? I had to become someone who was willing to deal with the emotional issues that stopped me from, that kept me in survival mode. Ooh. You can't um, stop there. I'm like, come on, man. That's good, good, good. Um, Go ahead. So that's really what, like about a year ago, okay. I, um, about a year ago, right around this time, I created goals with my team, you know, mm -hmm. and it was like the first, the second year in a row where in October I was creating goals. And I was, folks and I shared it with my team. I was inspired. And one of the things, because I have an experience of when I create goals that, you know, I know I'm not going to get them done, but it just feels good to do it, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. One of the things I shared with my team is like what popped in my head was that the person who I have to be to, I am not the person who is going to achieve these goals. Mm -hmm. And it was very clear to me, the person I have to become is the person to achieve those goals. It's not who I am now. Wow. And 
it was one of those things that I was inspired by it, Tish in like October, November, December. So I had my plan. January comes and Tish literally it was an experience of I kept hitting the ceiling. Yeah. I, I was I was literally so aware that I was not that person and I knew those goals wouldn't be there. And it, and it really just rocked me because I really had no other idea of what to do. I literally was at a place to where I had no idea how to do something differently. Mm. And uh, right around that time, I accidentally turned off my notifications on my phone, like around January 18th, maybe January 20th. My phone, I don't know how it happened, but I did. And me, you know, I'm all over the place, you know, I didn't even notice. So like eight, seven hours later, I'm like, oh shoot, I checked my emails. I had all these emails. And it was like the first introduction. I really think it was universe, it was God. Like the first introduction where I actually had a reprieve of the cycle that I was creating, of the cycle that I was just in, how I did business, how I did everything that had me keep hitting the ceiling that I knew was not right here. I knew it wasn't, I was not reaching my potential because I couldn't get out of the loop that I was doing. So right around that time, no notifications. I told my friend Tanya, who handles all my back office of all of my stuff, my best friend, I've noticed I've been 14 years old. And yeah. I said, Tanya, I got to get out of here. I got to go to Tucson. I got to go do something. And just to leave, I didn't know what I needed to do, but I needed to go somewhere. Right. And uh, right around the beginning of March, no, end of February, I went down to Tucson for three days. And I was like, I'm, this is my time to really figure out what's going on with me, what's happening in my life. I was just so determined. And during even that time in the weekend, Tish, I was still displaying the same habits, women, cigarettes, um, uh, drinking, just things that were totally a distraction mm -hmm. from me getting to the core of what really has me in the same loop. Wow. And in the middle of wanting to do something about it, I was still in the middle of it. And it was a Paul on the road to Damascus kind of thing, like okay. crying in my hotel okay. room, yeah. you know, like I didn't know what to do. And then something just told me, like, just reach out for help. Because one of the things as an entrepreneur, and I think business owners always deal with the same thing, is like asking for help is essentially it is like a weakness. It's like, you can't yeah. do it. I got to ask for help. And that's one of the things that I never did. And so I asked for help. I connected with somebody who gave me really some great information, a counselor, uh, not really even a counselor, more like a business coach, because there's no difference between business and spirituality in your life, right? right? It's all connected. So whether you're a business coach or you're a spiritual coach or whatever, it's affecting everything, right? You know? And so one of the things that really broke through for me, Tish, is that I found out, uh, I was listening to this guy, Joe Dispenza. And one of the things that he said, that broke my life down was that you can't create a vision out of survival mode. And I never understood that I was in survival mode because survival looks to me like, Oh, I, I got to turn around and look around what corner. No survival mode for me was just, this is how, this is my level of I'm going to reach. And I got to make sure I do that. Keep my, keep my whole area clean so I can make sure I just barely make things happen. Oh, I get better in business. Well, then I, I raise my level of, I barely make that happen. So it's yeah. just, it's still the same ceiling. And so for me, what I did is I switched everything. And so it was perfect COVID. You know, when people tell me about COVID, I'm like, it was I'm great. You know, and it's like, and, it's, and, and I had to learn to not like dim my light because yeah. for me, that was the momentum I needed because yeah. everything switched for 
me. Every morning, I just transformed what I did. I, instead of waking up in the morning, concerned about everything else, I woke up in the morning, I meditated, I walked in the morning, I read, and all of these things, I did that first for 128 days straight. And what I got was really the second day is I created my vision. And and you know that when I first started, it was social media, right? Yeah. You know? And then the next thing when I was talking to you was about like, oh, I'm going to be a, a marketing director. I help yep. companies with their marketing plan. Yep. And that was well and good and everything. I still do that. But guess what? It wasn't the apex of what every company really needs is with a clarity on their vision. Yeah. And I couldn't help people with that unless I got my vision. Mm-hmm. So what really hit me was that all the African-American males who were growing up during all this stuff was happening towards Floyd. It was just a an immersion and just all of that feeling of like how many people are in survival mode and they don't have any idea. And it's like African-American males are out there in survival mode when they, that's genocide. Because if you're waking up in the morning and you don't have a vision to live into, then you're essentially dying anyway. It's the same thing. Wait a minute. Wait, you get orange applause. (laughs) 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 Because you just said a mouthful, Robert. I mean, just stop for a second because what you just said can literally cause someone to have a light bulb go off, have a, a shift in the way that they're doing things because survival, you're right, it's like slowly dying. It's yep. like just dying slower, slower, but you're still in that process of headed towards death. So where yes. how did you come to that? You, I mean, this realization started with your notifications being turned off. Yes, That's seriously. Crazy. And that's why I love looking at it like that, because that's what is perfect in life for it. It's the little shift. It doesn't have to be huge. It's the little things that the little voice that, you know, it's not even a voice where you feel right here that is telling you so clearly, you know, like it doesn't have to be a big grandiose, like lightning message from God, you know, it's like my notifications got turned off and I was present. And then I was like, oh, that just opened up something else for me. So I, you can't teach what you haven't experienced. And this is what's so beautiful about my life right now is like all like the people I discuss, everything comes from the vision because I know what the clarity of a vision can create for your life. So I couldn't teach that unless I experienced that. And so that's that. So the answer to your question, that's where I'm at right that's now. You are. And you know, and, it's like, okay, we're done. Goodbye. Because <laughs> that, that alone is just so stinking powerful. So what's really interesting to me is this. And, and I've been dealing with a lot of what you're talking about, by the way. And I'd be really careful because when people talk about COVID, the people die. So I don't want to be like, yes. oh, it was awesome. Yeah, totally. But by totally. the same token, it was totally. one of those moments that caused me to have to stop, totally. slow down here, yeah. and then make some changes. Yeah. But the funny thing is this. All along, Robert, all along this journey and pre-journey, the name of your company is Ideate Vision. I know. Isn't it crazy? So you have been, <laughs> so you've been called to have this clearer vision and to help people get to this clearer vision all this time, no. but it took this for you to be able to fully step into it so that now you can help other people get there. That's amazing to me. I never, well, thank, you for, thank you for my closing. <laughs> thank you for, I never even, I literally never even thought about that till right now, right now, Tish. Check this out. All this time, I'm like, he does social media. I wonder why his company is called A8 Vision. For years. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm you know, I'm sure there's a reason never like dwelled on it, but now it's like that's why your company is called Ideate Vision. Because in my world, you know me, so you know where I'm gonna go with this. Like God was like, You'll get there, but I want you to begin yeah. to declare this right mm-hmm. now so that when you are ready, 
you have the platform, you have the audience, and people will hear your voice, and you're right there right now, Robert. That's awesome! <laughs> I never even thought about that. That is so amazing. And so what's interesting that you say that is because everything that I thought was hard is not hard because I feel like it comes from one place. It comes from the, like, I thought marketing director was really where it was at, you know, like, oh, because that was my expression. But I I really feel like my expression is just really what it feels like to get clear on a vision. And when you connect it to that vision emotionally, spiritually, you can see it, you can feel it. And then when you get off the path, it's so much easier to get back on. And that permeates every action that you take. Your vision does who you hire, who you bring on, what kind of conversations you have, what what your representation online is, what your representation in front of one-on-one, what people are. So that right there is just, it's like the, the core for me. And it's not out of the scope of what my strength is. So it's like, I feel like all of my strengths into that. So I don't have to do a whole bunch of stuff. And then that's when business has just exploded because I'm speaking authentically from an experience and it's not forced because I knew what it's like to have to create a vision. Oh my God. You, I'm telling you, part two is going to be bananas because you're saying so much right now, like laying a foundation for people because, you know, we're, we're, we're in networking school, right? We're talking about... Right. How do people get connected? And this is what I hear you saying. And I want you to kind of tell me where we would go from here. Because when people are out networking, what I have what I have envisioned, what you have seen as well, what I have experienced rather, which you have probably seen, is that people have this almost like phony, I have to be this, this is what's going to get people's attention, um, this is what's going to cause people to buy from me kind of behavior when they're networking. But what I hear you saying, Robert, is that when we get really clear on on our own vision, we get really clear and we're able to step into that authentic place. Then when we show up in a networking event, when we're speaking on stage at a conference, whatever that might look like, people are more attracted to us because it's what's real. And they're not trying to dig through all of the layers of phoniness that we have laid upon ourselves in order to try to be you know, now we really can become, somebody said this to me not long ago. They said, and it was a a very dear friend of mine, someone I consider to be like a mentor and it was in love. So it sounds kind of harsh, but it was all in love. And it was immediately like, I was like, that's God. She said, stop striving and just be. And I was like, you know, it's like, we're trying to be something else, you know, we're striving, 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 hustling, hustling, hustling. But it sounds to me like when you got alone and when you got clear, now you're not trying to figure out who you are. You're just being that person. Mm-hmm. And when people meet you, it's more authentic. What would you say about that? When people are showing up in these various rooms, online, offline, stage, not stage, in person, whatever, how is it that they can just be? <laughs> well, that well. You know, it's so funny. It's, you know how, like, people watch the NBA player after he scores, and they're like, ooh, he's just been that good. They don't know that he's putting in work in the yeah. gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. this is, this ain't, this is, like, let me tell you, I've told you the highlights, okay? This yeah. last seven months has been, okay? This last seven months has been ripped my core of my relating to my kids and people and being vulnerable and, and, being okay with being hurt, being okay with sharing my, like all of these things, you just don't get your vision without going through the process of all of the things that stop you from seeing the vision. Because most of our visions have to do with 
things that are innately so emotionally important to us that to actually share that and share that to others is the process. So you, it's really more the process is removing those things that have you not want to even, like literally I was laying in bed like, what do I want? But then I really got that it had nothing to do with what I wanted had nothing to do with my business. It's yeah. what my business would create for my life. And to share that for people, what I am committed to in my life and the difference, that was the emotional part. And when you're able to get that part, like share that, that's mm-hmm. the part where it ain't even work because right. you're just having conversations. You know what right. I mean? But the process right. to get to your vision, that's the hard road. It's like the works on the front end yeah. because you're going to have to realize you're going to see stuff like, man, for me to really realize that I have to deal, have conversations, deal with things that I've been pushing away anyway. Well, say that again. So Robert, let me just tell you, I was, I was having a conversation with one of, you know, a coach that I'm working with and, um, when I say it was painful, yeah. I'm telling you, painful. Because yeah. the question that she asked me in regards to something I just didn't want to deal with, just be mm-hmm. real, right? I just didn't want to deal with it. And she asked me this question. She said, well, what if, it, what if you just are choosing not to know? Because I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And she was like, what if you're choosing not to know? And it was like a 90-minute call. And we're like 45 minutes in. And I'm literally like, okay, well, I'm good. I'm done. And right. she's like, no. Making me like sit with it, making me like deal with it. And it was painful because this is the thing many of us have, myself included. It's like we have escape mechanisms. Yes, if something okay. gets uncomfortable when it gets too difficult to deal with. I'm out. I, I get busy. I get, you know what I mean? I'm out. And so let me, let me just tell you what that looks like. And you tell me if it's the same for you. So now I can jump on the phone and make some phone calls. I can run out and do a networking event. I can, I can do these things, which in my, in my world are business things. But what I'm doing is I'm shifting my attention from transformation because it's too difficult to deal with. Let me just go do something this, this easy. That's fun, right? And so how did you keep yourself in that place of becoming, of transforming so that you can be where you are right now? Well, um, maybe an hour ago, this call would have been different. Okay. So like, <laughs> <laughs> let's just be real. Like, this is a, this is what, this is an awareness conversation. Wow. What I am more than anything is I'm just consciously aware mm. of what's going on. Like when my body, when I want to leave the room because I don't want to connect to the kids because something might feel um, where I just want to escape because I have the tendency to escape too. It's like if things are emotionally tough, I can remove myself and do some stuff. Like my activities could be leaving the house, going somewhere, just being away from the kids instead of just being there and sitting in it. So what's happened is just the awareness of it. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I, if there's one word that I could sum up that's made the biggest difference for me and I never thought that I needed it was actually compassion for myself. See, Robert, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> because I, I can't, I, I just didn't have, just didn't have compassion for myself, you know? And it's like, and you can't have compassion for others unless you have compassion for yourself. Yeah. You know, and I was always taught like compassion for yourself means it's like it's excusing behavior. No, but what it is, it's not. It's uh, Tarly, my ex-wife, told me the best line. She's like, compassion is acceptance on crack. <laughs> because because <laughs> when you accept something, it's almost like I accept that I'm resigned. At least from my experience, I'm yeah. accepting this about myself. I'm resigned. 
Yeah. And instead of the compassion for myself, because every even Jesus had compassion. That's how people were healed was through compassion. That's how people were healed. They healed because they had compassion. And so that's what it's been. So the awareness is hard because you're you're aware of all of these things that you've been trying to avoid and that you don't want people to know and that you think are wrong, that you think make you so much different and worse than everybody else. But then when you enter compassion in there, there's just a level of oh, a oh breath. Dude. Because <laughs> as you said that, I could hear... Because I study scripture and I, I, I could hear there's scripture in the in the gospels that said, and he looked at them and he loved them and yeah. then he healed them. So it's like that, that part of compassion and being able to love. And, and it's not always easy. You know, we'll say it's easy for us to love everybody else. No, it's not. Sometimes it's hard to love everybody else because it's hard to love us. Because yeah. yeah. the word tells us to love your neighbor as yourself which means right. that has to happen first. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to work it backwards and it doesn't right. work that way. Yeah, because a lot of people fall in scriptures if they're doing it that way. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is so. so good. Man, and that's so hard. Self, self-love, self-compassion, self-forgiveness are some of the hardest things to do. Guess what? Uh, oh, oh, and, and this is what I found last week. You know what the, and this is my coach told me this, you know what the, uh, the remedy for um, for shame is, what? and that's what I was dealt with, is compassion, which is like opposite than you want to feel when you're shame. You know, when there's shame yes. about what you've done, yes. when you're past is. Compassion is one of those things, like, it doesn't even seem right. You oh know what I mean? Gosh. But yeah. that is like the, that dissipates um, shame is compassion, and I never knew that. And I actually found that out last week, and it's 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 transformed my life. Oh, oh my god, that makes a yes. difference. Yes, I think shame is hard to overcome because we live with ourselves twenty four seven. Yes, and that, there's always that voice reminding us, "But you did, but you should have, but you yes. didn't." Yes. You know, yes. and it's that is so good. And I'm gonna just be very real. This for me, and I know I'm not alone. I I know that those who are listening are feeling the same thing. Some of the people who are listening needed to hear what you just said. And this has been a healing conversation, even for myself, because again, there are things that, and I believe Robert, just having known you for, for many years now, is that you're called to, I mean, you people have told you this and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I know I'm right. People have said to you things like, God, you're so charismatic. You're so inspirational. You're so powerful, right? People say those types of things about you all the time. People say that to me. And I really got frustrated with it because I wasn't seeing, you know, I wasn't, that wasn't translating to my bank account. I was just like, okay, inspiration ain't helping me right now. I need to be impactful. Right, but right. What I found, I found it, it's it's like kind of like the name of your business. It's like God calls us in those areas way before we're able to see the manifestation of it. Right. And so it's like, I believe that you have been called to such a platform and such a, just such a call that you probably don't even see the the fullness of it yet. So this, this transformative road that you're on is so necessary, not only for you, not only for you and your children and not even Charlie, right? It's so transformative. It's so important for all of those people, but for the millions that you've yet to meet who are looking to hear what you have to say, the, the, the business owners, the African-American males, all of the people that you're called to serve 
are waiting on this transformation. There's a scripture that says, and I know this is networking school, but I just got to be who I am right now. Um, There's a scripture that says that the earth moans and groans waiting for the, the, the revelation, right, for the sons of men to be revealed. So it's like people have been like, okay, Robert, I'm, I'm going to need you to come on. I need you to become who, who you're supposed to be, who's God called you to be. And until you're revealed, they can't get their transformation. So it's like this right now is like <laughs> this moment. There are people who've been waiting for this moment. And well, I know it's the same thing for me. That's why I can say it. Oh, uh, you're repeating exactly what I was talking about last week with my coach. And this was the same conversation. It's like, wow. and that's one of the things that really, I put things around me to ensure that I don't fall off long. Okay. So like, but I'm held to kind of like my, I have a weekly, this is our 16th week, but I have a weekly um, call that I have with African-American males called mm-hmm. the power of thinking greater than yourself. And mm-hmm. so it's just a weekly call that I just support them. So I'm literally held accountable to keep this because I really feel in this t- day and time, lights shine light brighter now. And mm-hmm. people are looking more for clarity. They're looking more for grasping onto something that is solid that they can look at like somebody's being a leader. So really I look at this as my responsibility and I've always had it hesitated to say that, like, that's big for me to even admit that, you know, because it holds me accountable. I don't want to be like, well, that means like, you know, if I fall, then this means this, you know, but really I know that it's my responsibility to be this light for my family, for the collective, for African-American males, for whoever out there is just looking for some type of tidbit to know that, there is a path that you can take and that there is, no matter what's going on in our world right now, there's still a path to take where there's peace, tranquility, and then there's abundance, you know, and that's still there no matter what's going on in the outside world. Oh my God. So part two for sure, because we're already out of time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would say, because, you know, one of the questions, which, by, by the way, y'all already know, if you listen to Network School, we have omitted all the questions, but that's okay, because this was more important, I think, this time. But, you know, one of the questions I often ask is, you know, what's your networking secret? And I, I think I hear you saying it's literally getting through all of that, those things that are holding you back so that you can truly be if, if I didn't sum it up the way you would say it, say for us, what would you say your networking secret, your secret to be fully seen, fully heard, easily remembered, what would you say that is? Oh, well, my secret for me was removing all obstacles mm-hmm. that stopped me from being connected to really, oh, no, hold on, let me think. This is going to be written down. So I think this secret was the willingness to do whatever it took to get out of survival mode. I mean, I had the willingness to deal with issues that I would never deal with to get on the other side of survival mode. So that way I can create a clear vision of what I want my life to look like. And before I wanted to create a great vision, but I wasn't willing to do whatever it was. And even though these things, issues have been difficult, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't do it any other way now. Like I'd rather be crying on a Thursday afternoon for no reason, dealing with stuff rather than moving through my life just in a cycle. You know, I'd rather be dealing with those things because on the other side is just the example. I get to hang out with you. I get to talk to people and that's really what I'm doing. I'm sharing authentically and that's really honestly all I want to do. I just want to do that. First of all, thank you for pausing and giving us what was really in your heart, because it's so easy for us to have a quick answer because it's mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah. But I appreciate you taking a moment because once again, someone needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. So 
just for the sake of people who were like, well, what does he do for business? <laughs> Before <I> never- <laughs> We've kind of took a left turn and never came back to the road here. Tell us a little bit about your business and how people can get in touch with you. So one is if you're local in Arizona, I own a synthetic grass installation company. I just saw that. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's for a couple of years. We do custom backyards, pavers, and grain. I have a great team there because um, I'm a system and process guy. And then I own a marketing agency where we manage social media channels for businesses and email marketing, as well as amazing graphic design. Um, and then I have like six clients that I do vision consulting for. And what I do is I sit down we have a phase one and phase two that we sit down there and I have a process that I go through that I use for myself um, mm-hmm. to really get them clear on their vision. And really it's not, to me, it's not even uh, something that is even difficult. I feel like anyone who wants to sit down, any company sit down, if they're open, they're going to get their vision, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter if you're open. So what I do now is just like for small business owners, like and literally I know for 600 bucks, four conversations, um, you will be clear on your vision and you will know exactly what, which direction to go. You'll have an overall plan for what you want to do. Then all of your conversations from there on are easier. Now you're going to have to answer tough questions to get clear on your vision, but guess what? If you're willing to do that, you're going to do that. And this is worth its weight in gold. So that's really what, uh, if you look at my Instagram, it's vision consulting because that is really where my heart's at. So vision consulting. And then if they need anything else, I help them and I have a great, um, uh, just a great, awesome team that's really connected to what we're committed to. So, but that's how to use me. So, um, do I give information? Robert at Robert Reed, Robert at Robert Reed the com. Robert Reed two ndcom You can call me 480-528-2323 and Robert at Robert Reed com. Very good. All of that will be posted on our show notes along with your formal bio. So people can see some of those past things that you have accomplished, Robert. It is I can't, pleasure is not even the right word, but I have so enjoyed our time together and we will absolutely schedule part two because I love to hear more about um, not only where you where you are right now, but as you continue to transform. Oh, we got some good stuff for you too. Yes, yeah. we definitely got to get together again. And we sure. got to get our calls scheduled so we can get yes. together for sure. So thank you so much, Robert. for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.